0: This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Rosemond, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved from American Family Radio. Here's your host, John Rosemond. So here we go again. Welcome to the show. It's called Because I Said So. I'm your host, John Rosemond. It's carried every Saturday afternoon exclusively by American Family Radio and is broadcast on their station network throughout the United or disunited, as the case may be these days. States of America at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Central, and so on and so forth. If you want to find out more about me and my family and parenting ministry, you can go to John Rosemond, J O H N R O S E M O N D. Com. So, in response to my recent program in which I talked about an evangelical church out there somewhere in America that's affiliated with a psychiatrist who calls himself a Christian psychiatrist, the psychiatrist in question is, I believe, a staff member at said church. And at said church, the pastor has freely divulged, I am told, that he or she has taken psychiatric medications for anxiety. The psychiatrist in question says, I was wrong in what I said. Well, of course, a psychiatrist, whether he claims to be Christian or not, and the psychiatrist does claim to be a Christian psychiatrist, is going to disagree with me. Said psychiatrist did not, of course, specify just exactly how I was wrong. Why? Because he can't. Why? Because I'm not wrong. I don't misunderstand me here. I certainly do not claim to be infallible, inerrant. I do not claim to be right about everything. I've held, and I'm sure I currently hold, wrong opinions and or points of view about certain things. However, I'm also certain that possessing a fundamentalist biblical worldview, which I do possess, is going to protect me against and minimize the possibility of wrong opinions and points of view. But where psychiatry and psychology are concerned, I am not wrong. I am a psychologist. Remember, I am licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. They regret the day they ever gave me a license. It is legal, therefore, for me to call myself a psychologist, and that's been established in federal court in Rosemond versus the Commonwealth of Kentucky, 2015. In 2009, along with a nationally known pediatrician, Bose Ravenel, I wrote a book titled The Diseasing of America's Children. It was published by Thomas Nelson, a reputable Christian publishing house. They vet the books that they publish quite thoroughly before they publish them. Thomas Nelson is now owned by Harcourt Bryce, a reputable publishing house that would not continue to print the book. If it wasn't an accurate book, the book is still in print. In The Diseasing of America's Children, my co-author and I said and documented everything I said about psychiatric diagnoses and psychiatric medications and the recent radio program at issue. So this is important. So listen up. That book was published eight years ago. Since then, not one member of the psychological or psychiatric professions has ever publicly said that anything in the book was wrong. If what I had written was wrong, if it was deceptive stuff that was not provable, then someone would have reported me to my licensing board for an ethical violation and they would have stripped me of my license, something they've tried to do unsuccessfully, by the way, on several occasions, unsuccessfully. They are literally itching for me to give them a reason to do exactly that. No one has ever complained to my licensing board that I am disseminating wrong, misleading information about psychology, psychiatry, psychological therapy, or psychiatric medications. Why have they not complained? Because they know I am not wrong. In the recent radio show at issue, I gave my listeners the following facts. And before I summarize these facts, I want to issue an invitation to any psychiatrist or psychologist who may be listening to this program. Please, if you disagree with me and you have proof that I am wrong, proof Share that proof, that objective, tangible proof with me, and I will share the proof with an upcoming radio audience, and I will apologize on air for my error. I've in- issued that invitation before, by the way, and no one has ever taken me up on it. So, here's fact number one. A psychological understanding of human nature is completely opposed to 180 degrees removed from a biblical understanding of human nature, a psychological or psychiatric understanding of human nature, posits that human nature is significantly, if not largely, influenced by underlying biological processes that are either functioning properly or not functioning properly, as in the molecular compounds involved in neurological function being imbalanced, thus the term biochemical imbalance. A biblical understanding of human nature posits that we human beings arrive in the world with a sin nature. This sin nature, until an individual is truly born again or saved by the substitutionary atonement of Christ Jesus, is dominant The problems of living thinking and emotion that psychiatry ascribes to underlying biological processes are, from a biblical point of view, the result of our spiritual brokenness. They reflect our sin nature and are nothing more than indications of our need for salvation through Christ Jesus. Okay, with me so far, here's fact number two. In the Bible, what are today regarded as psychiatric symptoms, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, you know, hearing voices, seeing things, and so on, are identified as conditions of sin, which can and does make one vulnerable to demonic attack and even demonic possession. In the Gospels, I'm telling you this because a lot of evangelicals, uh, you know, if you ask them, do you believe in demonic possession, they they will look at you like you're nuts and say, no, you know, they, they think that this stuff is like antiquated medieval. But in fact, in the Bible, Jesus casts out demons from a number of individuals. So you better believe in demonic possession. It's right there in Scripture. Today, it's a virtual certainty that psychiatrists and psychologists would diagnose these same individuals, those same people, Jesus cast demons out of as suffering from schizophrenia, manic depression, and other psychiatric inventions. All right, here's fact three. The Bible clearly states that if we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and acknowledge him in all of our ways, he will keep our paths straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So if you believe the Bible is the truth, then psychology and psychiatry are not the truth. They are lies. It's as simple as that. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 does not qualify the promise. It does not say that if we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and acknowledge him in all of our ways, that he will keep most of our paths straight. It does not say that trusting in the Lord is a good thing, but we have to accept that being depressed or anxious has nothing to do with not completely trusting in the Lord, that depression and anxiety and other mental health diagnoses are not covered under the promise of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, if we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, And acknowledge him and lean not on our own understandings. And theologians have told me that we can put a parenthesis legitimately after that phrase and add, and lean not on anyone else's understandings either. Trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not on our own or anyone else's understandings. Acknowledge him in all our ways. He will keep our path straight. That's a promise. From God. So if you believe that trusting in the Lord is the key to proper mental and emotional health, that's what it's saying when it says that if we acknowledge Him in all our ways, all of them, He will keep our path straight, then the propositions and theories of psychology and psychiatry are not true. Folks, every single individual who uh, is regarded as a demigod, and that's an accurate term, because psychology is a secular religion that you believe in by faith. I know that. I'm a psychologist. Every single one of those individuals, Freud, Maslow, Rogers, Skinner, they were all atheists. What are we doing believing in these people's understandings of human nature? What are we doing? If we believe that trusting in the Lord is the key to proper mental and emotional health, then the propositions and theories of psychology and psychiatry are not true, period. And if something's not true, then it's a lie, period. And all lies come from the liar, period. Now, you know, consistent with my invitation to mental health professionals, if there's any theologian out there who disagrees with my take on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 relative to psychiatry and psychology, please let me know. Please. And I will atone on an upcoming show. Now, this is important to understand. I'm not saying that psychologists and psychiatrists are agents of Satan. I'm saying that the ideology they subscribe to, it's an ideology. It's not a science. It's a false science, is deceptive. It's not the truth. It cannot be the truth because it is contradicted by Scripture. You have to edit out a lot of Scripture to come to the conclusion that maybe psychology and psychiatry are true. And the Bible tells us that editing scripture is evil. It is not allowed that anyone who does so is in for it, proverbially speaking. So we're going to pick up right there when we come back after this imminent break. Again, the show is called Because I Said So. It's uh, about parenting, family matters, and other issues in culture. I'm your host, John Roseman. I'm glad you have joined us for this Saturday afternoon or subsequent podcast. And I hope you enjoy it and are informed by it. We'll be right back after this break. So welcome back to the show. This is part two of uh, what I hope is a fascinating follow-up to a program I broadcast about two weeks ago. And I I started the broadcast off by saying that uh, I was aware, and I have been for a long time, as a matter of fact, of a church out there somewhere in America. I'm not going to identify them that has affiliated itself with a psychiatrist. I believe the fellow is on staff, and this church through its pastor actively promotes psychological psychiatric therapy, including psychiatric medications. And if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, I mean, the show in its, in its serial version from week to week, then uh, you know that even though I am a psychologists licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. I do not believe in psychology. I believe psychology is a deceptive ideology. I often call it a secular religion that you believe in by faith. I used to believe in psychology. I do not any longer believe in anything proposed by psychology concerning human nature, and I sure, certainly do not believe in the disease model of mental or emotional problems. So anyway, I believe, having been an example of this at one time in my life, that an education in psychiatry or psychology is deceptive, that psychiatrists and psychologists have been deceived, therefore they deceive others. Do I believe that a psychiatrist out there somewhere in America truly believes he is a Christian? Yeah, I believe that. That is, in my estimation, evidence of the fact that the individual in question has been deceived. Folks, claiming salvation—I mean, this is pretty clear in Scripture—claiming salvation does not necessarily mean that you have been truly saved. That claim may be simply part of a larger ongoing deception in that individual's life. Anyway, all of those are facts— At least if you possess a biblical worldview, which I believe is the only source of truth, they are facts. Again, I happen to believe that a biblical worldview is the only, it's the one and only source of truth. Anything that contradicts anything that the Bible says is not the truth. A biblical worldview is a worldview based on what the Bible, the Bible is truth. It's inerrant. Okay. Here's fact number four, the biological processes to which psychiatrists and psychologists ascribe what they call psychiatric symptoms are theoretical. Either they have never been proven or the cause-effect relationship has never been proven. For example, the idea, and this is going to blow some people's minds, the, this is the truth, this is a fact, the idea that something called a biochemical imbalance has never been proven. In order to prove that a system is out of balance, you first have to quantify a state of balance. No one has done that with regard to the chemicals found in the central nervous system, and it's widely accepted that no one will ever be able to do that. Therefore, the term biochemical imbalance is a construct. It's cut out of whole cloth. It's snatched out of thin air. The idea that a dysfunction in the serotonin uptake mechanism is the cause of anxiety disorders or depression has never been unequivocally established. These are theories, folks. All psychiatric medications, therefore, are based on theoretical constructs. That's not true of drugs designed to deal with verifiable medical conditions like cancer, high cholesterol, influenza, leukemia, and so on. No psychiatric medication has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. Said another way, people who report being seriously depressed or anxious often report feeling a whole lot better when given nothing more than placebos. Therefore, it's accurate to say that psychiatric medications are actually expensive placebos with side effects. For a psychiatric drug to be approved, the Food and Drug Administration requires only that the drug company provide them with three clinical trials in which the drug outperformed a placebo at a level of statistical significance. The drug company is not required to provide the FDA with the number of clinical trials it had to run in order to come up with the magic number of three Nor is it required to provide the FDA with the number of clinical trials it ran in which a placebo outperformed the drug. And insider information has established that drug companies have sometimes had to run hundreds of trials on psychiatric drugs in order to come up with three trials in which the drug outperformed a placebo. This is mind blowing stuff. This is fact. Again, I contend, as do other highly informed individuals, even physicians, that these drugs are nothing more than expensive placebos with side effects. Now, for someone out there in my listening audience who is saying, but John, I took or am taking whatever drug for depression or anxiety, and I felt or feel a whole lot better, all I can say is you're not getting what I'm saying. You need to listen to this program again. When it becomes, this coming Tuesday, a podcast that you can access from johnroseman.com. Okay, so if everything I've said thus far is true, then this is true as well. Psychiatric diagnoses are constructs. They are not realities and don't reflect realities. Cancer is a reality. If a physician tells you you have a cancerous tumor in your lung and you demand proof, he can provide you with proof in the form of an MRI, an analysis of a biopsy, or other means. He can substantiate his claim that you have a tumor in your lung. But here's fact six. If a psychiatrist or psychologist tells you that you have bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, or clinical depression, or that your child has attention deficit disorder and you demand proof that you have something, or your child has something, some disease process, a biochemical imbalance, for example, that person cannot provide you with any proof. Why? Because all psychiatric diagnoses are constructs. And by the way, I exempt autism from that because I'm reasonably certain that although autism is currently classed as a psychiatric diagnosis, that we're eventually going to find that it is not psychiatric That autism is due to physiological processes that are out of whack that have yet to be discovered. So I exempt autism from the above description. That's very important for you to understand. So to the question, well, John, if you don't believe that things like depression and anxiety are due to underlying physiological dysfunctions, how do you explain them? And my answer is that these things are bad habits. And I have seen evidence time and time and time again that when these things are treated as bad habits that spring from our condition of spiritual brokenness, that uh, people are able to overcome these bad habits on their own without psychiatric medications or psychological uh, therapy. But the first requirement is that the person in question clearly understand from a biblical perspective what's going on with him. It is first necessary that the person understand the truth about his or her condition. So these things, depression, anxiety, blah, 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 all these psychiatric diagnoses, they're bad habits. Bear with me here. When the average American Joe or Joanne thinks of bad habits, they typically think in terms of behaviors. They think in terms of things like, well, fingernail biting or belching in public or scratching one's head constantly during conversation or interrupting or uh, laughing anxiously at sad stories. We associate typically bad habits with behavior. But it is my contention that a person can develop bad thinking habits and bad emotional habits as well. It is my contention that these bad thinking habits and bad emotional habits are what constitute psychiatric diagnoses. These bad habits are due to our spiritual brokenness when that spiritual brokenness begins to heal as a result of being saved, these bad habits often stop. I've seen that happen many times. For example, I've known of people who stuttered until they were saved, and then suddenly, bang, the day after they were saved, they stopped stuttering and have never stuttered since. I've known of people who couldn't get up in front of audiences, who had debilitating debilitating public speaking anxiety, even panic attacks when they got up in front of audiences who, after being saved, could get up in front of an audience and speak without anxiety the next day. How do these bad habits of thinking and emotion get started? Who knows? No one knows how a bad behavioral habit gets started after all. You know, have you ever, if you asked a person who bites his fingernails, when did you start biting your fingernails and why? He's not going to be able to tell you. He's going to say, well, I don't know. I was five, six. I don't know why. I just started doing it. Who knows how or why a person gets started biting his fingernails or scratching his head constantly during conversation? This is all part of the human mystery, folks. We cannot fully understand ourselves, and any human being who claims to be able to fully understand us is not telling the truth. The simple fact is that salvation cannot be provided or enhanced by going to psychological therapy or taking psychiatric medications. Do I believe in counseling? Absolutely. But I only believe in counseling based on scripture, on God's word Period. Scripture is sufficient for all purposes. We are told so in Scripture. Period. Like I said, I invite any member of the mental health professions who disagrees with me about anything I've said to prove to me that I am wrong, and I will repent on an upcoming show. So thanks for joining us, John Roseman. Because I said so, we deal every Saturday at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio stations all across the country with parenting and family issues and, you know, cultural issues that uh, affect parenting and the family. I hope that uh, you become, if you're not already, a regular listener to the program. God bless you all. God bless your families. Take care.